following program is intended for mature audiences. Welcome. Alright. <laughs> this is gonna be this is gonna be episode number twenty. What a hell of a way to break into fucking the twenties, dude. Look, Demos dude on YouTube just gave me this idea. And it's not gonna make a lot of sense to all of you, but this is a really good way for you to pull the curtain back a little bit and get a view of ex how my brain it connects things together, right? Now, I, apparently in, in the last podcast, I know I was talking about food. I, I might have brought up jail food. I don't know if I brought up the Gordon Ramsay show from the jail. If I didn't, I have to go back and listen to it, even though I just got done recording it yesterday. I already forgot whatever the fuck I was talking about, other than the, the Slipknot new shit. And the strain. Everything else is a complete blur. I have no idea what the fuck I was going on about. But dude says in a comment, I should have looked up all the jail slash prison recipes. Now I'm hungry. I don't... So you know what I did? I put in the search engine. I highlighted jail slash prison recipes. And one thing that is predominantly coming up is ramen noodles. And this is how sick I am, dude. I automatically went to what if ramen owns stock in prison, keeping people dependent on their product. Like, can you imagine how can you imagine how that meeting is gonna go? Fuck like, yeah! Okay, so we have our projection. We have our projected sales for the next year coming in. If we could, if we could have. Bob, show us the diagram or whatever it is that business people do. And this fucking guy, he, he pulls out a, a fucking chart. And you're like, okay, so in 2019, you can see that we started here. <laughs> and since we since we went and invested in the prison system, our sales have skyrocketed. <laughs> Seriously. I'd like to thank I'd like to thank all of our political counterparts for making sure that weed stayed illegal in New Jersey. That's gonna keep our prison population up and our jail population, which is good as you know. Our beef and chicken ramen flavors do extremely well in those areas between poverty and college tuition. The next few years, we are looking to see a steady increase in revenue. <laughs> Dude, it's it's not even it's not even it's not even right, man. I said I said to him that you know they're but they're talking to each other like, dude, you know. Everything is going great, man, but we're we're running out of places to bury the money. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but be that as it may, you see all sorts of things out there in the real world. And uh, darn if he didn't dig up a plastic tube. It went down about two foot and he pulled this plastic tube out. 
And uh, I said, yeah, now you're going to try and convince me there's money in there. And he unscrewed it and pulled out, uh, he had a sack, a plastic sack inside the plastic tube. And he pulled it out and he said, oh, I use plastic tube so a metal detector can't find it. And he pulled out and it looked like there was, oh, he said there were thousands in there. And it, there was a lot of $100 bills, I'll give it that. And he had it buried. And he said, you never know when times might get tough, the banks could close, whatever. And he said, the safest place you can put it is underground. I don't, I see, I don't think this boy's got all his marbles. I don't know what we're going to do with it all. So here's what I did. Here's what I did. I just decided to look up uh, 10 of the best or worst, question mark, prison recipes. Similar to the diet of a common college freshman, inmate recipes are both unique and often disgusting. Now, this is from 2015. I know nothing about any of this because the county jail that I went to, it was, I'm, I'm not making this up, it was literally, it was literally rotten hospital food. No! That's what they would give you. They would do all this shit that went bad upstairs because the hospital wasn't wasn't super far away from the jail, so they would take food from there and bring it over to the jail and feed everybody that. I was not I was not about to be eating that shit. Aside from the fact that I was puking my fucking guts up the entire time I was in there. Which I think before before I wound up getting bailed, I was in there for a week. Fucking rough, bro. There's a whole different. There's a whole different conversation. We will get. We will get to that. Where's my pen? I'll write it down because I want to go. I want to go over this because I mean I know that shit like this does extremely well. And I don't mean, yeah, I'll just write that down, because I already don't. Anyway, I know, I know jail shit, prison shit, does extremely well in movies and on television. I think it's because of the stigma, dude. A lot of people, a lot of people like to, like to say, well, when they're in the jail, fuck them, just throw them away. They're garbage human beings anyway, they broke the law, they get what they get. But at the same time, they all want to know what is really going on in a lot of these places. Because in their minds, they're never going to go. They're never going to go to a place like that. Unless you're the lady from Full House and you get one of your fucking dunce kids into college by paying for some shit. And then you get your ass in trouble. Which is a whole... That's another whole thing too, dude. What is the difference between buying a library the blueprints to build a fucking library for a college and just handing some fucking jerk off a few million dollars. There's no difference. It's just in a matter of how you how you do it. So I don't really see like it's all hypocritical shit, but let me not let me not fucking get too far pulled away from all of this. And you know what we also gotta look up to while we're here yeah top ramen flavors if you can believe it i have never looked up top ramen flavors in my life i eat one kind and i'll give you i'll give you three guesses on what that is and the first two don't count you ready chicken that's right chicken but not 
just any chicken, regular chicken. That's it. That's all. None, none of this, because I'm, I'm looking at it right now. The sriracha chicken. Hold on, where's the list? Can I have the list? Give me the list. All your favorite flavors. Now, there's one, bro. You don't know me. Don't be assuming what it is that I like to eat. Now, how come I can't? Oh, this is fucking ridiculous. Okay, chicken flavor. That's mine. That's the one I eat. Now, the, don't get it. Don't let them trick you, dude. Chicken mushroom. No. Creamy chicken flavor. While that might seem like it's okay, it's not. Taste is completely different, and so is the roasted chicken flavor. You gotta get the original one. The one that's really bad for you. I don't even know how to say that word. Picante chicken? I don't know if that's how you say it. I'm not sure. Beef. Dude, beef is fucking nasty. Have you ever smelled... Have you ever smelled somebody cooking beef ramen noodles? It's fucking disgusting, bro. It's, it's horrible. I don't even... I can't even eat chicken ramen anymore i've spent so many years eating that shit i can't handle it i i just can't do it sriracha chicken i already read that in the other one picante beef roast beef flavored stop it nobody eats that this is a joke this is a joke nobody really eats that shrimp lime shrimp Lime chili shrimp. Dude, who comes up with these fucking flavors, dude? Chili flavor. Chicken tortilla flavor. Pork. Oriental flavor. Chicken flavor again with 25% less sodium. <laughs> and beef flavor. Now look, we all know... 25% less sodium just means that they take two teaspoons of the pound of salt that they put in this fucking thing and they just put it off to the side and sprinkle it on the noodles later <laughs> but the idea the idea of evil ramen noodle workers is fucking hilarious to me a bunch of guys sitting around in a in a board meeting room having conversations about how they can increase the prison population and in this fantasy world by the way the evil ramen evil ramen doers the evil doers that make ramen own ramen noodles and they own vaseline those are the two things that they own because obviously we you know what i'm talking about come on now why 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 try to I don't, it doesn't really make sense to not say it well, I mean, dude, you know already. Know you already know. You know already know. What what the fuck am I on about? I don't know. All right, I gotta get out of here. I'm going over to back over to this page. I'm going back over to this page because I want to see. I want to see what these people do with ramen noodles that is so famous. Because there's a meme that says if he can make this out of this, he's been to jail and it's a bunch of food on the top picture and in the second picture in the right or the bottom left corner rather is beef ramen and right next to that is some blue can with sausages in it now i think those are hot dogs really 
I think those are hot dogs, really, because my nephew, the sick fuck that he is, he eats that shit. Which, I'm gonna have to look that up, too. I don't, it's like hot dogs and water. It, it's fucking, it's the inspiration for the fucking Limp Biscuit album. Uh, chocolate starfish and a hot dog flavored water. I don't know why I remember that. It just, I have no reason. I, there's no value to that information, but it's floating around in my head somewhere. And I don't need it. I don't need it. I don't want it. Put it back into the universe and let me retain something that's actually going to help me in my life. There's no situation where that information will be helpful. Unless what I'm, I'm being tortured by a disc jockey in the 90s. <clears throat> you know, putting the electric nipple clamps on me and going, What's the name of the album? What's the name of the fucking album with rolling on it? And that's the only song that I know because that was the only good song on the fucking album. Alright, we'll look it up. We'll look it up. This is terrible, what I do to myself. Now I know. Alright, intro. Hot dog. My generation. A full Nelson. My way. Rolling. Living it up. The one. Get your groove on. Take a look around, it'll be okay, boiler, hold on, rolling, urban assault vehicle, and outro. Nothing, oh, that came out October 17th, 2000. I don't know, dude, not really into it, not into it at all. The first song I remember of theirs is that fucking... That one, if I could touch your body shit. Faith, that's what it's called. That's another one. I don't I don't even like that song. I don't like a lot of things, as you can tell, clearly. Something wrong with me, dude. I, I don't like a lot of shit. Anyway, back to the jail conversation, I guess, because, you know, this is important in life. This is what, this is what you have to do. I mean, I would be, even in jail, I would be fucked. Completely fucked. There's really nothing in here that I... That I would even eat pad thai. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I have no idea. Using cooked ramen noodles, add some peanut butter and hot sauce, and it quickly is the reproduction of pad thai. Ew. I definitely wouldn't eat that. Prison pizza. Ramen noodles are also the primary ingredient of this dish. Being the prison staple that they are by crunching up noodles and some crackers in a trash bag. Hot water and mold into a circular shape for crust. Add whatever toppings you like. Cheese spread, summer sausage, pasta, not pasta, salsa. This could be, this could get scary pretty quickly. Dude, alright, so they even admit, they, you know what, we're gonna look it up, dude. We're gonna look it up, dude. I will shit myself. How much does ramen cost in prison? A three-ounce pack of ramen costs prisoners 70 cents, but inmates don't have the benefit of bulk pricing. That means they wanted to purchase 24 individual ramen noodle packs, it would cost them $16.80. Yeah, but do they... Alright, so it's not coming up. I must be wording it wrong. Yeah, ramen noodles, the unexpected gold standard in prison currency. Holy shit, they're above cigarettes now? That's fucking nuts. There's gotta be a way to figure this out. They have to have fucking stocks in prison. I mean, it would only make sense. 
Probably not. I mean, you're in love with a stupid idea that you had, and now you're trying to make it real. I mean, you never know, though, dude. You never know. All right, they are... Is it going to give me... No. Okay, so I want that. I want to see what they're putting money into. I want to see what they're putting money into. But they're not going to show me that. If you're smart and you know how to do this shit, let me know. Because I'm, I'm sure not really. It would be, it would be ironic and sad if they did have stock in the prison system, but it would not surprise me. Oh, you guys want a correctional cake? That sounds really good. You imagine walking into a fucking restaurant? I'll have the correctional cake, sir. Seemingly sweet treat is made from Oreos, peanut butters, and M&Ms. Separating the Oreos, inmates crush the cookie part. And mold it with water to create layers of cake. The Oreo's interior is used for icing. Peanut butter creates another layer of icing. And the M&M's are used to top the whole thing. Ew. I wouldn't eat that either. I mean, you know, bad heartburn that shit will give you. Putting fucking peanut butter on top of chocolate. On top of Oreos and then chocolate and then the icing. Ooh, that does not sound good at all. Fuck, dude. Prison lattes. What the fuck is this? Oh, instant coffee. That's how you do that. No baked cheesecake. Graham crackers, lemon juice, vanilla pudding, stolen margarine, coffee creamer. Yeah, no. Although, I do have to say... If you're going to make if you're going to make a cheesecake at your house, graham crackers are actually a really good a really good base for your crust. And then you get that fucking Philadelphia cheese what's it called? Cream cheese. That that shit the the one in the silver box, you get some of that shit. And you use that and then there's other ingredients that I don't remember, but we did it. It did, I don't even I don't remember if it went in the oven or not. I don't I don't remember. I don't think it did. I think it went straight into the refrigerator and then it has to be cold before you can eat it. But it was pretty good. It was pretty good for a homemade fucking deal, dude. Not bad at all. So shit. If I didn't alright, if I talked about this already then I'll cut it out. Why don't I do that? But you know, I was flipping through channels to watch the other day, and I saw a show, you know, Ramsey, Gordon Ramsey goes to prison, or whatever the fuck is called, and let's, let's look that up too, while we're here, yeah, what the fuck is it called, dude, ah, oh, Ramsey Behind Bars, that's what it's called, holy shit, came out in 2012, June 26, 2012, and that ended July 17th of 2012. And there's only four episodes. They did a lot of shit, dude. In that amount of time, he completely changed these guys and the way that they do shit. Like, one of them, one or two of them were actually real deal chefs after they got out. Which is crazy to think about, because... These dudes in the beginning of the show, if you haven't if you haven't seen it yet, 
it's only four episodes. They're about an hour long, 45 minutes to an hour long a piece. But from watching it, I'm pretty sure he gets, he picks like 12 guys. And he comes out and he goes, all right, so do you all know how to cook? And of course, everybody's going to say they do. But you would think that they would. But apparently, even the people in the prison know who the fuck Jordan Ramsey, Jordan Ramsey, Jesus Christ, Gordon Ramsey is. So they're all like, yeah, no, not not like you can't cook like you do. And he's like, okay, so here's what we're going to do. I want you all to do something very simple. Scramble an egg. So they all do it. And he's like, nope, wrong, nope, wrong, nope, nope. He's like, all right, this is fantastic. I'm actually, I'm going to see if I can find, I'm going to see if I can find a clip of this. Let me write it down. All 12 of these guys couldn't cook for shit. And by the end of the show, they have a fucking... They have a pastry in one of the biggest coffee shops in uh, southwest London, I think he said. Which is fucking crazy to think about. Now, I know probably the only reason why this show works is because Gordon Ramsay is who he is. I think if anybody else got behind that product, there's no way it would fucking sell. But because he can stamp his name on it people will actually buy it. I'm actually going to look up I'm going to look up their thing to see if their product is still out. Bad Boys. And that's what it's called, Bad Boys Bakery. It's still going. All right, so I'm not the only person. Holy shit, they're on Twitter. No way. You better stop it. December 24th, 2018. Is it still going? Man, well, let's, let's check out their Twitter page. No shit. Based inside HM Prison, Brixton that effectively helped people with convictions, improve their skills, and reintegrate them into society, we deliver. That's fucking amazing. Alright, so they haven't put any anything out since May 1st of, oh shit, this year. How do you like that? No way. So they have they have a Twitter page out, but I don't know I don't know what it is that they are doing because I don't see anything happening here. This kind of went dead in the water, but dude, they fucking if you want to follow them on Twitter, they're at Bad Boys Bakery, all one word. And you can see if they wind up putting out anything new. I'm actually following them right now. Just so I can see when they, if they wind up putting out anything new. And where it is that they're going and what they're doing. And now I completely forgot the whole reason why I brought this shit up in the first place. Fuck. Well, I know these guys can't cook. 
Oh yeah, they're in the they're in the store. I wanted to see if they were still selling. I forgot. That's the whole purpose of why I pulled this thing up. Twenty six. This guy's article keeps coming up from last year. So I guess what we'll to just I'm not gonna read this whole thing. I just wanna know is it still being sold in the place where they said they were going to where they brought it in. I mean Ramsey already put his name on it, right? So I guess that's all that they that's all that they needed. No fuck it. Just because it's not I'm not gonna sit here and read shit out loud on a podcast because that wouldn't that would not be good. Oh shit, they went and asked the they went and asked the people on Facebook. Um, for, yep, nope, there it is. I knew it. I fucking knew it. Son of a bitch. And this was from oh, this is twenty sixteen she wrote this. Fuck. So they haven't they got fucked a couple of years after. Unfortunately not. This was a trial that we continued for not much longer than we first thought, but ultimately proved to be too tricky logistically. Damn. Now they're all back to sitting in their cells 21 hours a day. That's fucking shitty, dude. That's shitty. Four replies. Oh, this ought to be bad. Thanks for the info. Pity, just watched the docu-series, was really hoping for a good outcome. I was hopeful as well. Program is still going, though. Well, good. Good, I hope it is still going. And whatever, I mean, I guess the company... Look, they don't want to fucking... They don't want to deal with a prison. Why would you deal with a prison when you can just as easily hire chefs that are on the outside that can use as much equipment as they need and they're not on time restraints of when they can do shit? Of course you're not going to... You're not going to pick a prison over people who could do it regularly because maybe it'll take more time. But still, though, dude, I mean, that does, I would imagine, that would help them to be like, you know what, dude, I'm not, I'm not fucking worthless. I could do something. Even if they don't go into cooking, it gave them the opportunity that somebody gave enough of a shit to want to try to turn the thing around, even if it was originally for selfish reasons. Because Ramsey said the whole reason why he was going there was because he wanted to he said he's tired of seeing taxpayers pay for the pay for people to be locked up so the point behind starting the business was these guys prisoners in the jail cook the food and then sell the food on the outside and then the profits go back to the jail which is then supposed to relieve the taxpayer of having to pay so much money but i don't think i don't seriously think that would work i mean they're not gonna change their laws anyway i think they would just take it and run with it and that'll be that shit man i don't know that's fucked up i don't know what the next topic is gonna be but we're going to figure it out because, damn, I spent a half hour on this over a fucking stupid joke that I was thinking about. But, I mean, I got to cut some of the dead air out anyway, so it might not be a half hour. But still, that's pretty long time for one topic. We'll see if it even makes it. Who knows if this is even going to be good. 
in the moment it seems like it's okay, but it might not translate well. So either way, whatever the next topic is, that's where we're going to go. I have no idea where that's going to be. It's the most interesting part about doing this thing. However, I do know for a fact, regardless of what I talk about, the name of this episode is going to be Evil Ramen. Because how can you not? How can you not call something that it's completely out of the ordinary and there's no way people are not gonna look at that and go all right just five minutes i just need to know what the fuck is that all about has to has to i mean it's obviously not as good as uh he without laundry detergent shall cast the first stone but i mean smaller title a little bit more catchy we'll see how it goes in the meantime, enjoy this 100% legitimate commercial. I'm not making this up. I didn't edit it or fix it in any way to make anybody say anything. This is 100% real shit. Alright, fuck the commercial for right now. I'm jumping back in nine hours later or whatever the fuck it is. <clears throat> I'm back now and... Lucky for me, I got a story. So check this out. My nephew and little brother-in-law had their confirmations today. So we wound up going to the church. And this is where the story was born. Dude, it's so fucking weird. Church in general. It was really odd, dude. For a second, I felt like I was in a fucking comedy club. Because before they started doing everything... Lady goes up to the podium and she's like, all right, listen, guys, here's the deal. You can't take pictures when the kids are coming out because when one person does it, then a hundred people are going to do it. It's going to be a nightmare for anybody to see anything. So put your phones away. It's crazy that even in a fucking church, you have to tell people to do that. And I'm not... I'm not a big church-going person at fucking all. I did the confirmation and communion and all that shit, but that's because my grandmother pushed it on me when I was a kid. Oh, if you ever want to get married in a church or whatever, so to make her happy, I fucking did it. I had no desire to do it because I learned at an early age that churches, maybe not the idea of it. Some people that actually do things, do it for the right reasons, like maybe run a food bank or whatever. Those things are good things, but not everybody involved in those type of things is doing it for the right reason. But that's a whole separate fucking conversation, man. The point of what I'm getting at is that this guy comes out, who I guess like the head priest dude or whatever, he's got some kind of a fancy gown on, and he starts talking to everybody, and holy shit, it was tough to say, I swear to you, I'm not even kidding, dude, I was in there for <clears throat> 10 minutes, the first 10 minutes were hard, I actually, I was in there wide awake, I was not tired at all, and then somehow, within 10 minutes of listening to this guy rambling on, I was falling asleep, it was fucking nuts, it was like putting on a Harry Potter movie, to say whatever you want, I can't stay awake while watching that movie dude I can't do it fucking terrible 
again whole separate conversation so this guy starts rambling on about the importance of God in your life and blah 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 and Jesus did that and whatever whatever and then he he starts to talk about something that made my ears perk up and I was like oh shit I better be present during this right and he's like you know it's really important that you guys respect your parents and understand how vital your mother and your father are to your life and what it is that you're going to do now here's beef number one okay respect your parents i have no issue with that my issue is with the following statement that is whatever you want to do this is word for word the man said i actually thought about pulling my phone out he didn't say that i'm saying this now fucking idiot I actually thought about pulling my phone out and recording this, and if my battery didn't suck, I 100% would have did that. But he said, whatever you want to do in life, whatever you want to do in life is achievable as long as you keep God on your side. Well, what? Whatever you want to do in life is achievable as long as you keep God on your side. Don't do that man that's not that's not cool my issue with that is that you know that's not true my man you know that's not true why are you trying to use god as a catalyst to make children believe that they can accomplish whatever the fuck they want maybe some asshole kid wants to be a neurosurgeon and what for whatever reason they can't maybe they have fucking shaky hands or whatever the fucking problem is and they can't do it but that's what they want to do if they believe in god it's not going to guarantee them anything so whatever we'll we'll move past that for the moment and he continues on and he says make sure that you keep your parents in your life and listen to what they tell you because your friends are not really your friends. What? Excuse me? What was this fucking guy talking about? Who fucked him over? Your friends are not your friends, really. When things go bad, they're not going to be there for you. The only people that are going to be in your corner are your parents. How do you even... You can't guarantee that first of all secondly you don't know that for sure you don't know if somebody's maybe because your friends flaked out on you and you didn't have good friends when you were coming up don't automatically assume that everybody is gonna have shitty friends and then he goes into the whole peter whatever the fuck is if that's who it was peter and joshua the guy with the money whatever his fucking name is you know, they betrayed Jesus when he needed them the most. And, you know, that's what your friends are going to do to you. Wow. Really? That's what your friends are going to do to you? I mean, it just I know, I know, leave it alone. It's not your, it's not your problem. But I just, I don't like that. That goes back to the whole participation trophy thing or ribbon, whatever that you're setting these people up for failure dude and then ultimately when they fail 
<clears throat> they're going to take that God thing that you told them to hold on to and they're going to fucking throw it away in the trash because they're going to be like, well, this shit failed me. That's what I did with my religion. I just, I just let go of it. I didn't read a riot act to anybody. I just, I just, I just let go of it. And on the third day, he rose again and fulfillment of it. It didn't work at all. Why can't you just tell them the truth, dude? Which would be, this is a belief system, right? I'm not, I don't know if there is or isn't anything. That's not my argument here. I don't, I can't, I haven't died and come back, so I'm not sure. And I leave it there. I'm not in the business of being like, eh, no, whatever. I mean, I doubt it, but I guess it would be nice if there was. But, uh, I don't know, dude. The whole idea of everything with just how evil people are, I can't buy into it. I, I would love to, I just can't. I'm sure it's a better life when you do, just because you always have that thing to fall back on. That like, you know, that's that's always gonna be there. You can wake up, I don't have the strength to do anything today, but God'll help me push through it. Hey man, if that works for you, go for it. It's just, you know, just be honest. Just be honest and say this having this belief system can help you with certain things. You know, it see, you can't even say that. I don't even think you could really say that. But I mean honestly not not talking about the basis of every religion. The basis of every religion makes sense. You know, the Ten Commandments, right? Don't kill anybody, don't touch my wife, that's my bike. The things that I take away from growing up in religion are simple. Be nice to other people and, you know, treat other people decently. If you can help out, help out. Simple as that. That's pretty much all there is. You don't need all this extra shit. I mean, some people do. Let's be honest. There are a few fucking wingnuts out there that are not killing people for sure because they believe that Jesus is watching everything that they do. Again, not shitting on it, just saying. That whole thing bothers me, dude. Don't have friends, God is your only friend. Oh, and your parents too because they're always gonna be there for you. Now, maybe I shouldn't even be talking about this because I come from a biased standpoint. You know, my I should not be here. Both of the people that were involved with one another, for lack of a better term, should not have had a fucking kid. Plain and simple. That's it. Gift wrap. There it is. They shouldn't have. And I can't rely on either of these motherfuckers for anything. I mean, I learned the hard way, dude. I've been out on my own since I was fucking 16 years old. Fighting to get by, dude. I have no idea what it's like to have a stable, actual parent in your life. Simply because I was raised by my grandmother. Me and my mom don't get along. Me and my father don't speak. haven't it, it, he's not the a social type of a dude he just isn't so i accepted that i used to hate his guts for a while thinking that 
you know, he just treated me differently than everybody else because of the fact that I was disabled. And then as I got older, I realized that, no, he treats everybody just about the same as if, like, he doesn't give a shit, except for, except for the grandkids, you know, because my, my brother and sister both have children, I don't have children, so, you know, he's big with the, with the babies, other than that, though, not really, which I had no idea, coming up, I always thought that he favored my brother and sister more, because they were normal, and that he had a beef with me, because the shit with him and my mom didn't work out, or, that I was fucked up. That's what I honestly. That's what I thought it was, and it didn't help with going through life with all the anger that I had because of the fact that I was fucked up and getting fucking picked on and shit. Going through school. I mean, it's not like I had a fucked up haircut. Well, I did, but I mean, it's not just a haircut or a wardrobe change that will fix it. It's not, dude. You talk differently than everybody else. You walk differently than everybody else. And we fucking hate you for it. And we're not gonna let you forget that. For every day of your life that you have to walk through these fucking hallways, we are gonna make you remember that you are nothing like the rest of us. And we're gonna make you feel ashamed for that. So fuck that, dude. That's... If you want to be real, the, this is probably the most honest I think I've ever been doing this whole thing. And it's not that I've lied before. It's just that I haven't, I'm, I don't think I've ever said this anywhere yet. Which is that <clears throat> I think that's the reason why I conducted the YouTube channel the way that I did. Sure, it's outside of the fact that I can't fake a fucking reaction to anything to save my life. I, just, I can't. I'm just not that person. You would be able to see it. Maybe if I would have started from the beginning, you probably wouldn't be able to tell the difference because you didn't know anything about me. But I'm sure as time went on, you would be able to see through it. I know I've talked to a few cats on the YouTube through the comments. And they said, like, you can tell. Like, we could definitely tell when people are not being genuine. Some people have said is the reason why we like this is because you're not like that. You actually say what you think. And the reason why that, this is a long-winded way of me saying the reason why I think I did that was because my entire life people have criticized me for being different. So why the fuck would I then go and create a media outlet where I jump on it and go and act the same way everybody else does? When I could be different, not that I'm forcing it, I'm being the exact person that I fucking am. The only difference is I'm not censoring 100% of the things I say to cut and tailor everything to cater to everybody. There's no there's no fun in that. I mean, don't get me wrong. People have sucked the blood out of the fun that is making videos and shit for a while for me. I throw some on occasion out on the channel now simply for the people who have been from the beginning supporting 
anything that I do. I mean, listening to this podcast, watching whatever dumb videos that I want to put out, and not killing me for it, but rather being, even with shit that they like, even with shit that they like, being like, dude, all right, I can, I can, it sucks that you don't like it, but I mean, I get it, and at least you're honest enough to say that you don't like it. Like, we built that relationship with one another. Granted, we'll never probably ever see each other in real life. I may have passed you a hundred times and not even know it. You could work someplace that I go every single day and I would have no fucking idea. I mean, I don't go that many places, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying that if you were a hitman and somebody put a contract out on me, you could blow my brains out before I could... Put out the name of my fucking YouTube channel. I could do that walk behind you shit and follow you home. Make a noise, you turn around and I put one of your dome. Simple as that. I don't know how the fuck I got here from church and some guy talking about friends. Does that say something about me? I think it does. It, it has to. And for the record too, while we're at it, since we're on real shit, I don't really have good friends coming up either. I had a couple of okay friends that's it that's it dude and doug is one of them that as you know i met later on in life which would never have happened if my mom didn't boot me out when i was 16 so cheers to that and if i didn't date the girl i was dating at the time i would have never gone to the icp show and met him there so i appreciate her for that and fuck her for a bunch of the other shit that happened but none of that shit is important I, I have to say that just to be able to get a jab out here and there I don't fucking hate her guts anymore for being a piece of shit a lot of people are I have been one myself on multiple occasions I am far from fucking perfect and I have definitely made decisions that if I could take back I would go and take them back right fucking now but I can't so I have to live with it I didn't kill anybody but I've definitely kicked around my share of dirt anyway I didn't have a whole lot of good friends growing up I have Doug I have one of my other buddies BAM my name is Curly G Cradle Rock uh -huh. that I talked to, which we're not even tight anymore, and I've known that motherfucker for 20 years. I know I mentioned in one of the videos I did <clears throat> that I had a buddy that I came up with. One of the first people I actually met when I moved to the town that I just came from, and I don't talk to him anymore. We just, I don't know, man. I don't think we were ever meant to be friends, really. I've told him this, too. Even back when we were younger and we were hanging out, like, dude, I know that you you ever meet somebody and just know that that person is, it's the same way, like, let me, I'll break it down universally for everybody, right? Whether you're into, whatever thing that you're into, is women, men, whatever, whatever you, whatever your bag is somebody that you're going to date or maybe you have a one night stand with maybe you think this person is super hot right and you know that they're out of your league but somehow you guys cross paths and 
wind up building something, even if it is for a short period of time. That's what this was, except in a friendship way. In the sense that, like, I met this kid, we hung out a bunch, he showed me around, told me who to stay away from, and all that shit, which obviously I didn't listen because I'm a fucking idiot and I had to learn things the hard way, but, you know, that me and that kid come from two completely different walks of life, and unfortunately, I don't think it really matters how old you are, I think that that does matter, you know, a rich person and a poor person might be able to pull enough shit together to have a conversation, but I don't think they're going to be hanging out together constantly just because of how different life is. Like, dude, let me give you an example. This kid wasn't rich, but he had the ability to do things that I couldn't do. He was out making money doing being able to do shit like go hit Atlantic City or name something he can go and do it I didn't have the money for that man I come from the school of having to go to the corner store and bum a Dutch master and give the guy back a dollar 25 later on that day or the next day to break even with him and bum another one again if I was going to smoke with somebody or whatever. That's that's where the fuck I come from. Where this kid it wouldn't be caught dead. He wouldn't be caught dead having to or bumming anything from anybody. Just wouldn't happen. So we just... I mean, don't get me wrong, dude. This kid showed me things in life and helped me experienced shit that I would have never experienced had I been left to my own devices on my own. What am I talking about? Well, dude, we ran a fucking DJ business for years, bro. Really good one, too. Really fucking good one. Where everybody in our area knew who the fuck we were, and we were killing shit. In the sense, like, we would get hired to do some shit, bro. And everybody... We we had 50-year-old women dancing on the fucking tables. And I know you're being like, dude, well, all you're doing is pressing a button and playing music. Nah, man. It's more than that. You set a tone. Like, he was the mic guy. He would jump up on the microphone and get everybody hyped up. But, you know, I'm only moving equipment and shit. But still, the idea that I could... I could be there and witness all that shit happen. Or being young kids and doing magic shows at the fucking bar down the street from where we lived. Or even, dude, building a fucking wrestling ring in the backyard of this kid's house. We built a wrestling ring out of tires, wood, I think it would be plywood. I don't know, they were long, flat pieces. How it went was we would put we put tires down on the ground and then over the tires we put that subfloor shit that they put underneath your carpet and then we would throw the wood over that and then we put ah uh, fuck 
I want to say we put blank. We put something. I think we might have just put a tarp over the fucking wood, dude, to land on that. Made ropes out of literal rope, turnbuckles out of duct tape, balls of tape and duct tape, wrap that shit around, and there you go, man. Fucking just throwing wrestling shows for anybody in the fucking neighborhood can come by and watch us just fucking around doing whatever. It was super fun. And it it fucked me up physically. I'm sure that's why, partially the reason why my back is fucked up. But I wouldn't take it back for nothing, dude. Just the memories of doing all that shit. Unfortunately, though, as you get older, man, you realize, like, alright, it's it's not going... Not really much is changing. Like, we are going to... We're going down two different paths in life. I'm always going to be low-income guy struggling to get by. He's a fucking innovator, dude. You know, he can... You drop that kid anywhere in the world and he'll have a fucking business up and running in no time, making a way to fucking live. That's just what it is. Which I just realized that by mentioning this, I have not talked about any of this shit dude before i'm gonna actually have to do a podcast episode just on stories about that shit alone but my point is that look while i had only a couple of friends growing up they were around long enough for me to see the shit that i needed to see know what to actually stay away from and There were really no parents. My parents were not ideal cookie-cutter fucking people, dude. So, you know, when this guy says some shit like... You can't rely on your friends because they're going to ditch out on you in the first sign of trouble. Maybe that's true, but that's how you know that they're not actually your fucking friends. Sometimes you got to go through some shit. You want a perfect example of what the fuck I'm talking about? I'll give you one. Perfect example. Redneck kid. I'm on a school bus. In high school. He says some shit to me. I say some shit back to him about him banging his sister or whatever. Run of the mill. Hillbilly fucking diss track. You already know what it is, dude. There's not really much more to add to it. Bottom line, he gets off before me. By the time I get off the last step of the bus, this motherfucker is sucker punching me. And that's a wrap, dude. So I'm like, alright, whatever. I got my ass kicked. I'm not gonna shut the fuck up. He says something to me, I'm gonna say something back. If I have to fight this motherfucker and actually fight him, because I'm afraid, I'm afraid to fight. Here's why. I don't want to kill anybody. Now, I'm not saying that I'm fucking Kimbo Slice or anything like that. I have the type of luck where I get in, I get to scrapping with somebody. I punch this motherfucker in the face. They're going to trip over a bottle cap. They crack their skull on a fucking curb and they die right then and there. 
Or they are in a coma for the rest of their fucking lives and I'm going to prison for the rest of mine because I had to fight for whatever dumb fucking reason. That's my fear. That's a legit fear that I have. Some people can just stack up and fight whoever. I'm always thinking 20 steps ahead of how this shit is going to spell bad news for me. Always, always, always. It's how my brain works. I don't know why it happens, where it started. I'm pretty sure I know where it started, but that's a whole separate... I wrote it down. The old apartment place that I came from originally, because I think this might have been where it was born. Hold on, where was I at? I know I said I was 20 steps ahead of... Thinking about bad news. Oh yeah, shitty friends. That's what it is. So this kid, this, all that shit happens, right? A couple days later, I'm walking down the street with a couple people who are my quote-unquote friends. And this dude and three other motherfuckers start walking behind us. I don't know where they came from. I'll set this seed for you. Picture it. Sicily, duh, I was gonna say, you know, picture it, New Jersey, fuck, 1990-whatever, I don't even, I, if you put a gun to my head, I couldn't tell you what fucking year it was, I remember this scenario, and that's it, this motherfucker and the dudes with him, coming out of nowhere, it seemed like, and they start walking up behind us, and they're like, yo, we're gonna fuck you up, we're gonna fuck you up and your fucking friends. Watch. You better get the fuck out of here now before something bad happens to you. And I'm like, all right, whatever, man. I'm not running from anybody. You know, Little Wayne has a line in a fucking lame 2 chain song where he says, if I don't do nothing, I'm a ball. I'm counting all day like the clock's on the wall. You know, that Duffel Bag Boy song. It took me to say that to remember the title. He's that I ain't never ran, and I sure as hell ain't gonna pick the day to start running. If I don't do nothing, I'm about. I'm counting all day like the clock on the wall. Now go and get your money, little Duffel Bag Boy. Say go and get your money, little Duffel Bag Boy. Get money. I ain't never ran from a nigga, and I damn sure ain't about to pick the day to start running. Look, honey. I figured, why run? You know what I mean? They're gonna they're gonna get you anyway. So if shit's gonna go down, they got people, you got people. If we all have to square up, we'll fucking let it happen. Whatever it's gonna be, it's gonna be. But at least you threw down. If you get your ass kicked, you get your ass kicked. It's not the end of the fucking world. You ice up, but you live to see another day, right? Wrong. It's not what happened. These kids, as they're walking up, the two jerk-offs I was with, unbeknownst to me, because I'm just, I'm walking ahead. I'm not, I'm not continuously looking over my shoulder trying to see where they're at. I'm like, if one of them runs up behind me, I'll be able to hear them, so I'll be ready. I figured they'll think I'm not paying attention, which will give me a slight advantage. It's probably backwards thinking. It is what it is. But when I don't hear the two jerk-offs I was with, 
talking behind me anymore. I stop for a second and I look. Would you believe these motherfuckers are sitting and talking? They're standing in the middle of the road and they're talking to these other kids that are coming up behind me. And dude says with a straight face, man, he goes, yo, dude, you have until I finish this cigarette. And then me and my buddies over here are jumping you. So hope you're a fast, hope you can run fast or whatever the fuck he said. And I was like, all right, that is probably not going to happen. Well, I was a few feet ahead of them. And if the kid was anything, he was true to his word. So as he said he was going to do, he takes the last pull of his fucking cigarette. He flicks it and him... And the other kids he was with come running at me. Well, the two kids I was with are just standing there in the street like fucking statues. Pussies. Fucking pussies, bro. So they're running after me and I'm like, well, this is it. It's either I run because I'm not Little Wayne no more. <laughs> it's either I run or I'm going to get jumped by four dudes. So... I fucking start hauling ass down the street. It's dark summer, and this is a small ass town. You know, cops are everywhere. People are fucking nosy. So this is not going to end well. All I'm worried about right now is getting fucking arrested. That's all I can think about. It's not even about getting my ass kicked. I've been there before. I'm sure I'll be there again. It's just the point... I don't need extra drama in my life. So I run. I fucking... I don't even know how far... I the I must have ran halfway across this fucking town, dude. It was like a mile and a half, two miles completely. Because it really was small. I ran full speed halfway across this fucking place... I live on the second floor of an apartment building next to the post office. So when these motherfuckers were chasing me, I was taking side streets and shit, cutting out, hauling fucking ass, dude. I cut in the post office because they don't know where I live. They don't know where I live. So if I can lose them quick enough, I'll be able to get to my fucking door and nobody knows nothing unless the two... Do you have to use that word? Go ahead. That I'm with wind up ratting me out. And then, you know, what are they going to do? Kick my door in? You know, I don't owe them fucking a million dollars in cocaine money. I highly doubt it. Worst case scenario, they know where I'm at. Next time they come out my door, if they really want me, they'll fuck me up. So, all right. There's a house, a decent-sized house. The street post office behind the post office is a parking lot. And then across the street from that is my apartment complex had four doors on it and each door had two apartments in it, both of which are upstairs. Behind each door, there's a door to get outside. You have to open. Then there's a hallway to two flights of stairs, door A, door B, whichever one you live in. Obviously, that's where you got to go. So I'm running. I get... 
into the post office parking lot. There's a little cubby hole, not really. There's a small concrete doorway into where the guy that brings the mail and he delivers it, he goes in that back door of the post office. I hang in there for a couple of seconds. I catch my breath. I hear them running. They're going straight down the fucking road still. They don't know where I'm at. So while they're running straight down, going towards the the pier, because there was a beach probably six blocks away from the house, I book across, I get to my fucking door, and fucking just look out the window like a crackhead for the rest of the time, for a couple hours at least. I don't even know... If there was a real purpose behind me telling this fucking story. But the point is not everybody is your friend. That's the point. You're going to be friends with people who are not really your fucking friends. And until you get into the shit, you're not going to know. You can win the lottery and everybody wants to be your fucking friend. Or you have a long lost cousin of somebody that you never fucking talked to. But if you get into some shit, if you get into some trouble and something bad happens, you're really going to figure out who your fucking friends are. There's actually a really good Styles P line, which I'll throw I'll throw in right here. Touch some weight, but the gym ain't around. Uh. If you the king of the dead men, really do we give them a crown? Really? I'm just trying to talk sense to you. Shut it's your homie, but I bet he won't pay the rent for you. That is a hardcore line, dude. Think about that for a second. Said he's your homie, but I bet he wouldn't pay the rent for you. I don't expect anybody to put my rent up for me. But if I had the money, dude, you saw what you guys saw what I did. I didn't do this for fucking bragging rights, man. Doug called me up out of nowhere, needed a place to fucking stay. I helped him as much as I fucking could because I've been homeless before. I know what it's like to go from place to place waiting to get your fucking shit together, dude. I've been there. I may go back there. I hope I never do. I hope I don't ever have to wind up back in fucking welfare motels with drunks and heroin addicts but you never know man i'm leaving out a lot of shit nigga it's too real my alcoholic background the wealth of motels abuse that i had to take struggle that my moms went through how the fuck i'm going bomb with you but if i had the money if i was a fucking millionaire or however much money would be a lot of money in this day and age and somebody that i've known for as long as i've known Doug for came to me and was like, dude, I well, I would I wouldn't want them to know I was a millionaire because I would kind of want to do it on the sly. Like I don't want them to know that I did this because that's a heavy thing to do. But I seriously would go fucking find a place, put down the security and six months worth of rent, and be like. Here's the keys, motherfucker. You got six months. Do what you gotta do. And, you know, get your shit together. I would fucking... I would love to be able to do that. But I, I, I don't have 
I don't have the ability to do it. You just have to try to get by, man. That's all you could do. Look, nobody wants to really be around when the shit hits the fan. And it depends on what the shit is. That's another big fucking thing, dude. Well, let me finish my thought first. Because... I may not be able to do that, but the kid called me at fucking 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning and said, I need a fucking place to sleep. Just say no more, man. Come on, dude. I let him stay here for a little under two weeks. And I know you're thinking like, well, dude, that's not, that's not a long time at all. What the fuck? Why are you trying to make it sound like you did this heroic thing? Dude, there, it's... It's in my fucking lease, bro, that my name is not even on, by the way, because I couldn't qualify to get in this fucking joint. But it says that there is a maximum two weeks time. Somebody who is not a tenant or a person on the lease can stay in this apartment. And at any time after those two weeks, if you get caught... The office doesn't have to, they don't have to give you any warning. Say you're on your 15th day, they can knock on the door and be like, hey, we know whoever has been staying in this place, here's your eviction notice, peace the fuck out. They have the power to do that. Now, it also states in the lease that they can call that person down to the office and make them provide a copy of proof of address for wherever they really live to prove that they're not living here but that's a slippery fucking slope that I didn't want to have to go down I felt really shitty to be like dude I don't know where you're gonna go but you can't stay here but I had no choice because it was either I'm gonna let him stay here until we're all homeless or I have to Tell him he's got to go and I keep a place to live. I don't think that's unreasonable. I'm sure in the moment he fucking hated my guts for doing that. But I would like to think there's not too many people. And I'm not even saying this to try to fucking make it like I'm such a great fucking person. I'm making the point that I don't know how many people he called before he called me. Because I know that's a heavy fucking favor to ask of somebody. I had people who I thought were like family to me. That we let stay in our other apartment before we even had the house. Years before we moved here. Let them stay with us for almost a fucking year. While the utility bills were jacked through the fucking roof. Four or five hundred dollar gas and electric bills every month. No food in the fridge because everybody would eat everything. Didn't give a dime of rent money, utility money, food money, nothing. Used every fucking resource we had until eventually we couldn't we couldn't do it. Once the food got a little more scarce in the fridge. And the fucking shutoff notices started coming in because we couldn't afford to pay these bills anymore. These people got up and went and found somewhere else to live. When they pulled their shit together and had a fucking place, they had a house that they were staying in, and me and Jen were fucking homeless, we went to them and was like, dude, can we crash here for a week until we hear back from welfare to see what we're going to do? You know what they said? Nope. 
Not my chair, not my problem. And like, dude, but we let you stay with, well, so, you know, I'm not even that guy. I don't even be like, wait, well, hey, man, you know, I let you stay with me. I don't automatically go to pulling that fucking card out because it's a shitty thing to do. But in that moment, it was desperate. They were like, yeah, sorry, man. We don't, we, we can't have anybody live with us. And then, of course, a few years later, after we get into the fucking house, these fucking people come back to our house fresh out of jail and with everything else going on, trying to live with us again. You're not going to fuck me over two times, dude. There's an old saying and this says, fool me once. Shame on, shame on you. It fooled me, we can't get fooled again. We let you stay with us once, we saw the fuck that went down. And then when we really needed you, you didn't want shit to do with helping us, so fuck that. Moral of the story is simply this. You're not gonna always 100% have great friends. The few good ones that you do have, I'm sure, hopefully, will stick around throughout your life. Maybe they won't. Maybe like that kid that I was talking about earlier, his grandfather had a buddy that would come over. They didn't speak. They used to hang out when they were young. And then for whatever reason, they stopped talking and didn't see each other for fucking years. And then when they both got old and his grandfather, one of my favorite fucking people in the world, started getting dementia and all that shit. His buddy just kind of surfaced out of nowhere. And maybe there's a deeper story behind it, but I, I don't remember. Surfaced out of nowhere and just started coming over and would just sit on the couch with them. And they would just watch movies together. Talking, but then he would forget where they were in conversation. But to his friend, it didn't matter, dude. He just wanted to be there with his fucking boy. I still got your back after all this time, bro. Don't even worry about it. Like, they didn't miss a fucking beat. That shit is real. I don't know what that guy in the church, what his fucking deal is. Maybe he had shitty friends. Maybe he was just trying to hammer home the point of God. I don't know. But And maybe that's not going to be everybody's experience. A lot of people will probably go through the rest of their lives without having that person as a friend. But I've seen it, so I know it's possible. So I get, you know, this whole thing went from a funny conspiracy theory to real serious shit. I don't think there was a whole lot of comedy in this last fucking segment that I just did. But you know what? This podcast, what me and Doug said from the beginning when this shit started was that this is like therapy for us, dude. And, you know, who knows? Maybe one day I can look back at all this shit and I can laugh about the memories or, God forbid, ironically, something happens where I fucking drop dead tomorrow. At least people who need it will be able to listen to some me rambling on about fucking nonsense but it's a it's a cool thing to do and i like that i'm able to do this and fucking build some shit with you guys dude 
So I don't I might wind up just cutting this whole fucking thing out. No, you know what? I'm gonna keep it. Cause I wanted to I wanted to look up spam. But you know what? This is already before editing. This is almost an hour and twenty-five minutes. So I'm just gonna leave this in. I'm gonna leave it in. I know it's not gonna transfer over well, but you know what, dude? Shit happens in life, man. And I wanted to make that point. You know, I've been through a lot of shit to get to this chair that I'm sitting in right now. If you would have told me six years, eight years from then, whatever it was, that I wouldn't have to be cleaning up mouse shit out of every pot and pan that we had to cook in before we could even eat anything, whatever was left over from the fucking food that they didn't get into, or having a fucking AC vent that was molded out and falling on the fucking floor, living with months without, four months without heat in the dead of fucking winter, when it's like fucking 20 degrees outside, and we're in full clothing in hoodies with six fucking blankets on us to stay warm or living in a fucking hotel room next to a bunch of fucking psychopaths that were drinking addicted to fucking heroin not knowing where the fuck our next meal is gonna come from as we're heating up chicken patties in a fucking microwave because you don't get a fucking stove in a welfare motel I don't think I would have believed you. I can give you a thousand more examples of where that shit came from. You can only pull something positive out of the shitty shit, dude. And if you got a good friend, you should just call that motherfucker and say, what's up? And if you got a shit friend, now is the time. Maybe this is the motivation that you need to cut that cock-sucking leech off. For whatever reason, dude. Whatever reason, it doesn't matter. They're always trying to get you into shit. If they're always in some shit looking for you to fucking bail them out. Whatever the situation is, you know what I'm talking about. If you have to, look, it's gonna hurt like hell. Sometimes you gotta cut that motherfucker off. Let them curse you out for a while. But in the end, if they don't see that they're fucking up everything around them, Maybe by you cutting them off might eventually save their life. Maybe it won't and they'll spiral down into their own death. But that's not on your fucking head, dude. You can't make people's choices for them. They make choices for themselves. So on that happy fucking note, I'm just going to wrap this shit up. Anybody who is religious, man, it's not personal. Fucking lighten up, will you please? Jesus Christ. Quite literally. I don't think that motherfucker would be too happy with the way a lot of you people are acting, dude. Don't get me wrong. Have your fucking belief system, but fucking chill, dude. God damn. I know I'm using a bunch of words that are highly disrespectful to you gang of people, but it's not to be taken personally, bro. Relax. Damn. Everybody else, don't get into some fucking trouble if you can help it. And... That's it, man. I'll fucking catch you guys next week.
Here's that candy cane I promised you. No, no, no. Save it for Christmas. Shove it just right back up your ass.